0: Hello coders. Welcome to another how to code well podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about remote working. I'm going to give about 10, 12 different tips for remote workers. I've been a remote worker for, well, since 2012 for about eight years. I've got myself some good habits. I've got myself some bad habits. So we're going to be talking about those. We're also going to talk about an announcement at the end of this podcast to do with the how to cope well community and uh, yeah really looking forward to that so stick around for that okay let's talk about remote working so the first thing we're going to talk about is the environment that uh, you need in order to do your work so Obviously, over the years i 've built an environment here, my own office, which is a room in this house but i you 've got to be realistic with all the news at the moment everybody 's trying to do more remote working. Not everybody will have a study or a place that they can call their office at home. So I need to take into account for that. But some things that I, I I definitely don't recommend doing is I don't recommend working on the sofa. (laughs) I don't recommend working in front of that big TV screen. That's not a good idea because you want to be limiting your distractions. You want to be in control of your distractions. So that's the first tip. So if you can try and get into a, a room that has limited distractions, things that you can turn off, things that you can do that will keep you focused on your piece of work. So I don't recommend working in the living room and I don't recommend working in the kitchen (laughs) because the kitchen is obviously very close to food. You have to keep yourself healthy. Um, Also keep yourself hydrated. So make sure that you have a drink of water as well um make sure that that supply of juice and squash is is there and i would definitely definitely recommend that you have your you keep yourself hydrated throughout the day and i don't mean just hydrate yourself with coffee and tea however that is very tempting you need to have water which means that you need to have regular toilet breaks as well it's very tempting to just focus on one thing and get yourself into this sort of rut. I've done it before and you realize that you haven't eaten or you haven't had a drink for hours and hours and hours. So you want to make sure that you have regular intervals where you can drink. It's a bit like going to the water cooler or going to the breakout room. And we'll be talking about different sort of comparisons of that, uh, as you would do those kind of things when you're in an office, but doing those things at home. We'll talk about those things later. Let's just focus on the environment though. So you need to have a a table that you can work on, a desk that you can work on, and you obviously need to have a chair. Now, obviously throughout the years, I've been, I've had many chairs and I've had many desks. Um, Right now I have a, a very nice yet expensive chair and an expensive standing desk, you certainly don 't need that straight away however as i said i 've doing i 've been doing this for eight years so over over those years i 've been building this room being my environment, my working environment, my office so if're if you 're if you're interested in getting a chair, I highly recommend uh, looking at eBay because and and yes, it's it's a bit of a pride thing. You've got to swallow your pride. There are some very expensive chairs that are very very good. I have a a Harman Miller chair and um, an, an Arian. I think it's called Ar- Arian, and uh, it it was very expensive. It was very expensive when I got it on eBay, but it was like. A third of the price that you would buy, uh, you know, out in the wild. I would also make sure your desk is big enough. Now, again, we need to think about being realistic. A lot of people are being asked these days to work from home and they don't have this study that they can use, this, this separate room, this additional room. Some of you may be forced to work on the sofa. Some of you may be forced to work on your dining room table. But just make sure that you can turn things off, as I've mentioned, your TV and and so forth. And also, if you do decide to get a desk, make sure that you have a big desk. So I had before a desk that wrapped around me, one of those sort of L-shaped desks. They were fantastic. They were, it consumed the room, but it was fantastic. It was almost like my own little cockpit, if you, you know what I mean? Like a fighter cockpit in an aircraft. Um, it was, it was great. Everything was there. Also, the next couple of tips are do as I say, not as I do. Keep your office nice and tidy. (laughs) Looking around the room here. Oh dear. (laughs) I've got all sorts of, I mean, what's this? I've got a tape measure. I mean, and because that's because I'm sizing up some, some bits and pieces for the, for the, uh, for the office. I've got some USB drives that I haven't opened yet. I've got all sorts of crazy things in here. So I would definitely, (laughs) definitely do as I say, not as I do. Keep it nice and tidy. Keep it nice and clean. (laughs) I've even got some, look, look, check this out. Electrical tape. (laughs) I need to clean this. I need to, I need to sort my desk out. That's, that's one of the troubles when you have a big desk (laughs) is you end up just putting things on it. Um, (laughs) so you don't need to have a standing desk straight away. Uh, you know, the the chances are that you're not going to go, Oh, I need to remote work now. So therefore I'm just going to shed lots of money into this room. So, so don't worry. You don't need a standing desk. I have a standing desk. I'm standing now, um, because I want to sort my posture out. Uh, I do a lot of live coding and you know, I'm here all the time. So I, I, and I found that as I was coding, I was getting hunched like one of those you know, those Atranasaurus Rex trying to eat soup, you know, I was getting hunched, i was getting closer and closer and closer to the, to the screen. That's not good. That's not good. So on that same point with the, with the eyes and, and the screens, you want to make sure that your lighting is good as well. Try not to work in a place that has like strobe lights or, um, are they called the filament lights? Those lights that are in those big sort of, um, I don't know what you call them. Yeah, filament lights, I suppose. Uh, those lights that can flicker, um, and you probably won't notice them because you're used to them. But they they actually make me have a headache. So you've got to be careful with your lighting, and if possible, try and make sure make your have your lighting be adjustable. So I prefer to have darker lights in the evening and lighter lights in the morning. So like a, a nice cold light in the morning and then a, a, a nice warmer light in the evening. So in here, we've got a hue system, which is very good so I can adjust the, the the lights and that's on a timer as well. So we'll be talking about routines as well in just a second. So going down my list, we've talked about lighting, desks, chairs. Um Also, you need internet access, obviously, um to do to, to remote working. However, this comes with a, a little bit of a a caveat, I think, because there are times in my eight years of being a remote developer where I've literally turned the internet off (laughs) because I've been asked to work on a particular problem on my own. And, you know, I've been given a certain amount of time to do it. And it has been one of those zero distraction things. So no Facebook, no YouTube, no news, nothing like that not even communication with the rest of the team, just focusing on this project, on this bug, this issue. So you can do that. You can use that in your own uh, advantage. Okay. So you have control over who can communicate to you. We'll be talking about trust later on because that's a massive, massive part. But just know that if you have the internet, you have the power to turn the switch on and off. Obviously, for the most part, you want it on, but there are some good things to be said about just going off of grid and working because you literally do not have any distractions whatsoever. And of course, this brings another point, which is quite close to home right now, and that is the news. So try not to be distracted with the news. I know that's very difficult right now because all the things that are happening in the world, but you don't have to be listening to the news all of the time. There's a problem these days with 24 hour news. Essentially what they do is just repeat themselves again and again and again until something else happens, or they repeat themselves and they change the words slightly, you know, so it does sound a little bit different, but it's actually the same advice, the same statistics just mentioned by someone else. So they're repeating themselves. Um, and I, I totally understand why they do that. (laughs) I totally understand why they do that, but you, you know, you can get sucked into that. So be very cautious when listening to the news. And also, uh, just as a a side point here, when you are listening to the news, make sure you're listening to people who know what they're talking about. Don't just get, you know, people use Facebook these days to, uh, (laughs) people use Facebook these days for news. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. Okay. Moving on. Cause that's going to, that's going to open up another rabbit hole. Um, okay. So going down my list here, don't work in the kitchen. Don't work in the living room. Uh, don't watch the news all of the time. Set yourself to be inactive on lunch. So there's been times where I've had things running, screens running, and I've kept the screens on, right? And it hasn't set me to be inactive for, because I haven't got that setting. Be careful because when you come back from lunch and you've still got that green thing, that green tick by your name, whatever software you're using, if it's Slack or Skype or whatever, then be careful because you might get a raft of questions. And then another set of questions asking, well, why haven't you answered this? You don't want to give the perception that you are actually at your desk when you're not. And a top tip as well is don't just sit there and just move the mouse to make it look like you are actually active when you're really doing something else. If you find yourself doing that, then you're not actually working. <laughs> and no, 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 no. <laughs> and again, with Slack, there's another tip here is is to mute high noise channels. There'll be a lot of people at the moment who'll be like, Oh, look, there's a, uh, let's just create a, a Slack channel for memes. And let's just create a Slack channel for random chat. It's all good to do that. It's all good to do that. But if you are trying to limit your distractions, as I've said, that becomes a distraction. So, you know, it's not a competition to see who can get the best memes when you are really focused on your piece of work. Um what I would do and this goes into the next tip is to have a routine. So, my routine has changed over the years, you know, as a, as a remote dev, um I get up as I get up much earlier than normal people. You know, even though I'm a remote dev developer, I don't just stay in the bed until 10 to 9. I'm up at Sometimes I'm up at five. Okay. Sometimes I'm up at five because I want to get ahead of day, but you know, that, that again is personal preference. That's personal preference. You want to get into a routine where say, I mean, even the little things like brushing your teeth before you go into the office, all those things that you would do anyway, before going into a normal office. If it was like an office building, you want to kind of still adhere to. Now, obviously you can be a little bit slack and loose with things like, you know, your clothes, I'm not wearing a shirt here, for instance. And if I was to see a client, I would be wearing a shirt. There, there's, there's other things like, for instance, you know, after this, I'm going to go down and get a cup of tea. You know, I probably wouldn't do that if I was in an office because I would be waiting for other people to get a tea because I want that social interaction. It's just me here. Um, Murphy needs probably to go out anyway, so uh, I'll, I'll take him out as well after this. And, and this brings me to another point, and that is about the water cooler. So, and the breakout rooms. So, you know, in an office, you would have a breakout room or, a, you know, a place where the water cooler is, where you can just chill. It's like a kitchen, might have a sofa and a couple of chairs, that kind of place, you know, like an office canteen, that kind of thing, where people will talk and and you can go there whenever you want throughout the day and you can work there sometimes, which is great. Now, A lot of time is spent actually in those places and actually a lot of work gets done there because, you know, as, as developers, you'll know that you don't have to be working solidly pressing buttons in the, on the keyboard to actually be processing things in your head and, and fixing bugs in your, in your mind. When you're working from home, the water cooler gets replaced by things like taking the dog for the walk or mowing the lawn or putting washing out or uh emptying the dishwasher, those kind of things. So don't feel guilty because you've cleared all the washing for your day. Because whilst you're doing that, you are actually thinking about the bugs that you're fixing. You're thinking about, you know, how your day is going, you're thinking about the project, you're you're coming up with solutions when you're not actually stood in front of a keyboard or or a computer. So I don't feel guilty for doing those kind of things. I used to feel terribly guilty for going off on walks. I would come back with a solution. I would come back with a solution, and I would feel refreshed and, and positive. Sometimes when I'm here, you can get you can get emotionally not emotionally you can yeah mo- emotionally and mentally tired with all of the bugs and stuff, and it can feel a bit isolated. Um, even if there's people in the house, if you're in the office. Then it can, you do get a, a sense of cabin fever if you haven't been out for days on end. And I know at the moment there are some restrictions about travel and, and stuff like that, but seriously, you can do some gardening, <laughs> right? You can do some gardening. You can, you can do a little bit of DIY around the house just to sort of distance yourself from your working environment as you would do anyway in an office. However, you just can't, you know, you, you just can't do that with other people because they are working from home themselves. Okay. So we've talked about muting, uh, high noise channels, um, and creating a room solely for your office if you can. Okay. So like for instance, in here, uh, we have a dog bed and Murphy brought in a cushion, <laughs> But apart from that, there is nothing in this room that is for the house. It's just for the office, right? It's just for the office. So if you can try and do that, if you do have a study, then you want to try and limit the stuff around in, you know, that you have that is for the house in, in that room. But I appreciate, as I said, there's going to be a lot of you who are asked to remote work now, um, and you don't have that luxury but what you can do is you can start moving things about in the room to make it less like sort of a, a, a household environment, more of an office environment. One of the biggest tips, one of the biggest important tips that I can give you, and this is something that I have, I have discovered, it's taken eight years to get this, um, is to over communicate. And I cannot stress this enough. I can't stress this enough. Trust is one of those things. It's it's one of those buzzwords you'll hear. You know, tr- you got to be tr- you know trustworthy to to be a, a remote developer, and it's so true. It's so so true. And one way I have shown my 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 level of loyalty, and I, I've 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 shown the team who I'm working for at the time that I'm actually working, is to over communicate. Now, what does over communicating mean? Well. For instance, I will be, I do my, I have my little internal reports that I write. This is every sort of like at the end of the day, I will be, uh, I'll write a message on say uh, Slack or Teams or whatever tool I'm using, Skype um, about what I've achieved today, what I would like to achieve tomorrow, even if it's not asked of me because you want to be keeping the people who are keeping tabs on you in the loop, even if they're not asking, you know, if, if they ask you all of the time, what is it that you're doing today? What is it you're doing today? That to me shows me that they are concerned that I am not f- focusing and dialing my time down uh, in the most efficient way. It, it, it also, I found over the years that it also prevents people from micromanaging, because you are saying what you are doing, you are saying what bugs you're facing, the solutions that you're thinking about. You're not being directed in a microscopic manner. (laughs) Um, And it it also means that other people are aware of what you're doing, even if they're not working on the particular project. I've had some um, fantastic conversations with people who are in the same company who aren't working on that particular project, but because they have been, have access to a certain Slack channel or a certain uh, Teams channel or whatever channel, there's, there's so many out there. They, they would see it and they would go, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think you need to do X, Y, Z. You know, even if they're not even a part of the project, if they're working on something else, you know, and they see that. So actually I find remote working is a great way to, to enhance communication because you're, the thing is there's people, there's people that in an office environment that perhaps you would be feeling anxious to talk to because maybe they have a, a personality that you're, that might clash with you. That all changes when you're writing text, I find, uh, because you're 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 just writing text, right? You're not you're not uh, you're not seeing body language. You're not seeing a tone. You know, obviously there is a tone of writing, sure, but you know that you can you can ask a question and anybody can answer it. You know, it's an open question unless it's obviously a direct message. But I would definitely recommend over communicating. What I do is I try on a regular basis. It's not every day, but on a regular basis, giving some sort of rundown of what I've done. And what I'm looking into, the problems I face—that's an important one, because the thing is, I try and limit the amount of times people ask me why is it taking so long. (laughs) I want them to know why it's taking so long, right? And sometimes this has led me into a bit of hot water where I'm actually bad mouthing the system—not in a nasty way, but I'm 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 identifying problems of the system, and sometimes. The developers who have developed the system, um, they, they might get a little bit sort of annoyed, but those things had to be said, right? Um, (laughs) uh, hello, anybody who's, who watches this, all the clients that watch this, but, I think over communicating is really important, really, really important. It's very easy to just sort of be, um, I don't want to use the word self isolate, but I don't, it's very easy for people to close the doors and go, right, I'm just going to work on this project. I've been given this project and I'm not going to say to anybody how the project is going until it's ready to go. And therefore you don't give anybody any kind of context as to all the problems that you've faced, all the issues that you've had to face. The the challenge, of course, right now is that all the people who've been told to, to uh, uh, remote work, if they haven't done remote working before, they may end up just working on their own in an isolated sort of environment and not actually showing any kind of progress until progress needs to be shown. And that, that, that can be quite problematic, especially for coders. So with that in mind, I would also suggest that you commit and push to your particular branch on a regular basis. That way you have a history that you can show people of when the commits went in. um, And also make sure that you are merging regularly down with wherever the team puts their branches and stuff, just to make sure that your code is not diverging in a, in a weird way, because you are working remotely and because you've never been a, a remote developer before. And that's just what you're doing. So over compl- uh, over, cu- over communicate, commit and merge regularly. The thing is as a remote dev, as a remote dev, I, I don't know who else is in the office. So I'm a remote freelancer. So I don't know who else works on these things. Not all the time. I don't know, uh, who, who looks at the branches. I don't know, um, if what developers are off sick because I'm not in the office. I don't know that. Um, so I, and I, and and I've, of course, I don't know the meetings that the team leaders have because, you know, I'm not in the office to have those meetings and to see them go in the meeting rooms. So I want to make sure that they are aware of exactly what I'm doing. I don't want them I, I what essentially what I don't want is for a team leader to, to be asked the question by their manager, well what's he doing? And the team leader going, um don't know. I'm not too sure or not able to to explain why it's taking so long as as things do. So, those are my tips for remote working. I'll be interested to hear your advice and your tips as well. If you've got some, put them down in the comment section below. Or, of course, as always, continue the discussion on the Discord server. Now, I do have an announcement to make, and that is that we have a how to code well, folding at home Team. The team number I'm just having a look here is two, three, six, double nine, seven. That's two, three, six, double nine, seven. So if you are using folding at home, then please do join our team. So a little bit about folding at home. Folding at home is a tool made by Stanford university. It allows scientists and researchers to analyze and crunch certain proteins based on certain diseases. They have just introduced a couple of proteins for COVID-19. So yes, Us techies can be helping scientists solve this problem. So if you've got some spare CPU cycles, if you've got some spare GPU cycles, please do join the How to Code Well folding at home team. Let's see if we can get a leaderboard going. That'd be fantastic. I have information about this in the community channel on the Discord server. So please go to howtocodewell.net forward slash Discord to join. The team number again is 236997. I am PFWD on there. So you know, if you think that you've got a better machine than I have, and you probably do, then do join the team and spare some of your CPU and GPU cycles. And let's help this. Let's help the scientists and researchers see if they can come up with a a solution for this. I'll leave a link to the article down below of their announcement that they are helping the cause. So please, please check that out. That's all I've got for today. Thank you very much. Happy coding, everybody. I'll see you again soon. Cheers. Bye.